The last of the great human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. And I can extract myself from the suffering because my attitude can trump my ego's frustration about the situation if I lock in power of my mind to choose differently. I'm going to master this thing called teaching. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to travel whatever distance. I'm going to pay whatever price to give my service of love across this planet. And I'm not going to let any human being on the face of this planet stop me, not even myself. And genius is available in all of us in the area of our highest value when we care enough intrinsically to be inspired to go after solving those problems. It's, it's waiting for all of us to do that. We can expand our awareness, consciousness, to expand who we are as beings into this new human being that we're becoming. It's the tension and the contrast that actually helps to push us through to the next level of evolution. Our cells have consciousness and so does the bacteria. So we can also tune into our bodies and, and work with our bodies more knowing that and appreciating these billions of points of consciousness. Now when that change takes place, the momentum that's created in our life from that moment on is monumental insights, the wisdom, the guidance, the direction, the spontaneous goodness, serendipity, coincidence. Things start to work together for good because we're now in a flow of our personal mind, but we're in the flow of the mind of God. Welcome to the Whole Human Optimization Show. This podcast is entirely devoted to the exploration of physical vitality, emotional well-being, and mental fitness. The intention of each episode is to help you discover your deepest truth by ending the cycles of limitation, addiction, and self-sabotage. I am your host, Ronnie Landis, and today we are going to go on a journey into the frontiers of whole human optimization. Let's go. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Ultimate Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, and I'm joined by a dear friend, a dear brother, Charles Clay, and uh, really excited to dive into this conversation. And like so many conversations that I have, they're always so timely, and especially for me, and that's the beauty of getting to do these podcasts is it's always perfect time and uh there's a lot of beautiful insights and revelations that come through. And um, we'll dive a little bit into your backstory and really speed up into the here and now and what you're super focused on and passionate about. There's a few things that I want to dive deep in with you. And there was a number of things that were coming up for me getting ready for this interview. One thing I wanted to share um, for you and for everyone listening so we've known each other for a significant amount of time back in the San Diego Encinitas days, you know, kind of like spiritual teenagers. And, uh, <laughs> and then now we're here in Austin, Texas, and it's been amazing to watch our peer group and to you and me and all of our just our peer group of friends just really like growing and, and evolving and embodying. One of the things that came up for me thinking about this interview was 2020 for me, like so many people, was just, wow, <laughs> wow. And when I think about you, there's a few things that come up. I was really feeling into like how challenging and how difficult that year was for me. 
and um, particularly going so deep and so fast and furious down the rabbit hole and excavating and unearthing just everything going on in our world. And coincidentally, I ended up unearthing everything within me at the same time. And I remember there were a number of times where like very early in the morning, right? I'm, I'm just like going through it so deep in it. And then I'd reach out to you. And this isn't exactly what I said, but this is basically the flavor of it is like, hey, bro, I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning. I, I I need help. And you were like one of maybe two, maybe three people that I would reach out to at different times. And you'd always just send me the right message at the right time, short and sweet. Just like, I see you. I hear you. You got this. And I'm always here if you need me. And so those moments really just uh, stick with me. And um, I want to thank you for that, for you being who you are and uh, your vacation vibration that you hold so well. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. And <clears throat> yes, we've, we've been on quite a journey and, um, you know, been happy to support you. And it's an honor to be here right now. And, um, and vacation vibration is in full effect, even mm -hmm. with all the chaos, the craziness in the world, it's important to come back to that choice for me. Yeah. And that that decision, that way of living in this pure sense of novelty that's available to us at all times. Mm. You know, um, mm -hmm. we can go to a cafe and um that you've been to a hundred times before and <clears throat> experience Groundhog Day, the exact same thing, order the same thing, see the same people, or you can choose wisely to put on a new lens with the mm. power of intention mm -hmm. and uh, turning your reticular activation system on to an entirely new experience at the same place. And um, I found so much magic in this and just, you know, one example alone, you know, using this in not just cafes, but like the closest place to hell, you mm. know, some people would call mm -hmm. the DMV the closest place to hell. So <laughs> it's easy to walk into those kind of buildings or hospitals and just succumb to the like zombie unconscious vibration that's going on in there. Or like I did choose wisely, a new intention. I'm going to come into here with some vacation vibration. I'm going to bring as much joy, fun, and, and have um, some laughs and some smiles with mm -hmm. whoever's open to that in this building. And going into the closest place to hell with that intention it's amazing what unfolds <laughs> instead of just sitting there with your number it's like you know i did a meditation i'm doing some yoga moves and it turns into like a full-on party in, in, the, uh, in the dmv and i even had you know like eight people laughing with me and um cracking jokes and just had a great time in what would be considered hell and so mm. we always have the opportunity to bring that vacation vibration heaven whatever it may be and infuse that um, with the power of intention and um i think it's just a great reminder it's a it's a choice that i i use to live by and it's that same experience that you get when you click the button to you know i'm going on vacation to the caribbean mm -hmm. you know like we, we got invited to um you know an amazing um, yacht with some really close friends that we've been excited to to dive in deeper with next week and we're going to my happy place the caribbean and that invitation literally came while 
I was visioneering saying, I need more surfing in my life, right? Now that we're in Texas, I miss the ocean, but here we are on the lake and, you know, we're surfing behind the boat and um, wake surfing and literally get a text while I get on the boat. And my wife shows me, you know, we just got invited to our friend's yacht to spend over a week in the Caribbean, my happy place, my turquoise waters and white sand beaches. And it's just a testament for when we set our intention and our reticular activation to that, that that experience that we get, even pushing the button of like planning a trip, mm -hmm. something novel, mm -hmm. booking something, I'm going to be in Hawaii or going to mm -hmm. go get to dive into a new culture and creating novelty for ourselves. It enhances our life experience. You know, when you're on vacation, it brings out the best in you. Yeah. You know, you're way more personable. <laughs> I know for myself mm -hmm. um, and most people, they're just like, you know, want to really get dive into all the cultural differences and experience as much as possible. So your sensory input is enhanced and it's like channeling your higher self in, in vacation. And so why not incorporate that into our daily lives and into our business more consistently? Yes. And uh, we already know it's possible because we all experience it. And so there's ways to bring that into our everyday life. So we're not just living Groundhog Day mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. it's a wise choice. And so I appreciate you calling that out, bringing that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, always, always. I'm, I'm curious. So with all that shared, you know, you've obviously been through, maybe it's not obvious, but I know that you've been through your series of trials and tribulations and challenges and so I'd love for you to share anything that comes up around, I'm thinking of like some sort of transition, you know, like from mm -hmm. what you're sharing and who you are now and what was maybe a moment that you had to, you had to shift. Sure. Yeah. There's been many moments. Shift happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them that first comes to heart is, uh, well, first I'll preempt this with, you know, the, it's like the universe, God, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, this, this energy, this intelligence that's connected to everything that we're always a part of will give us a little feather of like, mm -hmm. Hey, you're a little out of alignment here. You might want to make an adjustment and, you know, make sure you're on purpose with why you came here, right? Mm -hmm. the important gifts, talents, passions that, that are unique to us that we get to bring to this experience on earth. And if we don't share those gifts and they can eat us up inside. And so that path is always um, being helping us direct to that path. And if we don't pay attention to the feather, then it's like, you know, metaphoric brick will hit us in the head. And if we don't pay attention and make changes after that, then it's like a Mack truck, right. Or like mm -hmm. a, a major accident or something really drastic powerful that shifts everything and for me that was well after i graduated college i have my degree in kinesiology and my fascination and inspiration with the greatest technology on the planet these human bodies and how to optimize these systems and and this intelligence that's available to us in each and every cell and i found myself on the mountain in a mammoth and it was a full on blizzard. Like you couldn't see from like five feet in front of you. It was maybe a blur of a tree, but, and I was up there with two other friends and I remember they shut down the lifts cause it was so dangerous. 
snow coming every which way. It was just pure whiteout. And um, she was like, hey, we're at the top. It's, we, we get to get down this. So stay low, be ready for anything. And we just charged. And it was a lot of fun at first. And I remember halfway down the mountain, all of a sudden I took a jump that I didn't know was there. Mm. And everything slowed down. Like, I don't know if you've been in car accidents or oh, like yes. where it's just weird. Everything's happening mm-hmm, fast, mm-hmm, but it also mm-hmm. like slows mm-hmm. down. It's super this one. I remember like freaking out because I couldn't see which way the ground was, or it was just a pure whiteout. And I was just, you know, flying through and I tensed up, <clears throat> boom, impact smashed my low back and felt like I just got hit by a lightning bolt. And it was the most intense physical pain I'd ever experienced. And I knew I was in big trouble. Like I'm the last one of the three of us. And now I'm stuck on this mountain in intense pain. And I'm calling to my friends, like yelling. They can't hear me. They're already down. Um, I'm looking around. There's nobody else on the mountain. I go to grab my phone. My phone's dead. And so I just had to channel my inner Spartan warrior to muster up the strength to fight through this pain and, and like click my board off and sit on my board and slide down as far as I could. And then like keel over on my side and just breathe and, and kept doing this until I eventually made it down the mountain. And then, you know, I went and saw doctors and got multiple opinions because I didn't like what I was hearing. Mm -hmm. And they showed me x-rays and, said you know you're so jacked up you're gonna need surgery maybe multiple and otherwise you probably won't move the same again and to hear that was just devastating news for me because I love these human bodies and and um luckily even in that fear state I was able to access my intuition and just make a promise to myself that I'm not going to give my power away to mm-hmm. these men in white coats that are trained to cut in and do surgeries on people. Mm-hmm. I know there's a way of self-healing that I'm going to open myself up to. And so I sat, could barely crawl to the bathroom. I was in so much pain and I had to surrender to all the heavy emotions that mm-hmm. I was hiding behind mm-hmm. um, with sex, drugs, rock and roll, um, pleasure mm-hmm. seeking, mm-hmm. all the things that, uh, you know, as a, uh, um, health coach and personal trainer and all these things, but going out on the weekends and living this other life, um, that's where I was out of alignment. And I got the, mm-hmm. the feather cue, didn't listen to that mm-hmm. the head with the brick, having to deal with some heavy consequences for my weekend debaucheries. And then eventually um this major mac truck breakdown that really was all happening for me it's hard to realize that in the moment and that much pain but unleashed some of the greatest gifts because as i surrendered to the emotions fear to shame because i couldn't even walk straight or let alone get to work and you know um all the heavy emotions that i was hiding from and avoiding with substances I finally surrendered to and, and felt mm-hmm. through those. And that allowed me to drop into meditation with the intention of healing naturally without surgery and, and being open to receive all the answers to that. And in that meditation, a friend of mine who I hadn't heard from in years, ran, not randomly, uh, sent me a text saying, hey, I heard your back's really bad. You should check out neurokinetic therapy. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is this? This work of David Weinstock and KT, mm. this way he's found to get answers from the body through muscle testing, applied kinesiology, and discover the root cause of muscles that aren't firing, compensation patterns, and imbalances that are going on in the body that create, um, put us at risk for um, major breakdowns. And that's why mm-hmm. I discovered pain is just a check engine light. And the more intense it is, is like the more, the faster we need to make a change in our life and redirect back to that path of purpose. And so for me, it was, a, uh, you know, I've learned the hard way multiple times so that I could learn and teach an easier way for those that I get to work with. And so I followed David Weinstock and went and got my first session and was blown away. They tested my glutes. My glutes weren't firing. I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? I have huge glutes and <laughs> there are no signal from the brain getting there. And so they had me clench my jaw and then retested the glutes. And all of a sudden they're back online. So my body was just showing us that the neurological traffic jam was right here in my jaw from the trauma from um, also, we know with jaws associated with the limbic system. So suppressed um, or repressed emotions of anger, resentment, even revenge can be enough to block this neural pathway. And then the signal's not getting to the muscles that help stabilize the spine. And then all it takes is bending over to pick up a pencil and you can throw your back out. And so we tuned up a couple more muscle groups, got those back online. I hop off the table and I'm like, I'm back into alignment again. I was 90% better in one session. And it is amazing because I walked in in so much pain looking like Shakira stuck in a mid hip <laughs> You know, like my hip was out to one side, my upper body was the other side. And that was my body's representation of how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that mm, time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so that mm. inspired me. I knew I had this epiphany, like I need to learn this. This is my path to self-healing. And so I took all of David Weinstock's courses became certified in um, every certification that he had available and got to share this gift with others and became a neurokinetic therapist and helped a lot of people also avoid getting surgery that, that wasn't necessary. You know, there's a time and a place for these things, but when you get the intuitive hit that there's another way, they would come see me after they'd tried so many different things and Man, I can't tell you how many times we see a very common one is entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, very successful <clears throat> doers, yep. a lot of doing, and then they come see me because they're experiencing back pain. And then we test their abs, you know, six pack muscles. Those are usually firing strong, but the muscles underlying that transverse abdominis, those are oftentimes offline, meaning they're not getting a good signal there transverse abdominis is like an internal weight belt. So if those muscles aren't firing, then it's hard to stabilize the spine and puts you at a lot higher risk of injury. And so the the result of that is back pain, check engine light. And so we have them same thing. And oftentimes it's common that the jaw is the culprit. And with a lot of entrepreneurs, it's oftentimes the right side, specifically right side, tight side. That's the masculine, um, 
imbalance of all the doing mm -hmm. showing up in this representation of our subconscious, AKA our bodies. And so once I show them, we discover what that compensation pattern is. I show them how to release their jaw, allow for the emotions to come that um, have been repressed there. And then all of a sudden, boom, those deep core muscles are turned back online teach them a bulletproof core technique, they instantly become stronger in everything they do. And then they practice this one tune up and every, all that neurological pathway that the um, efficiency is improved and everything's back firing on all cylinders. There's, we've restored function in the body. So there's no need for the check engine like pain and people are blown away when they walk out of the sessions and mm -hmm. feel pain-free and back in the game. And then no, tune-ups that they can do to help support themselves and so it's very self-empowering and um, it's been such a great gift and really been uh, a powerful pillar in my path to self-healing and then of course I saw a lot of common denominators with um, the emotional component that underlies pain and it's interwoven in it and especially with a lot of men you know we're taught can't cry can't show people are your tears, right? As kids, like that, that's a sign of weakness. And so these silly beliefs that we pick up and um, not knowing how to grieve properly or how to express anger in a healthy way. And mm -hmm. so these are things we're never taught in school. And so <clears throat> they either get repressed or they get expressed in an unhealthy fashion that could be very damaging in relationships and with other people. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> this is the type of inner work that... Um, I get to offer and I've condensed it all into a very powerful and potent inner peace process that allows us to honor and learn from any of the resistance that's in the way of our natural state of inner peace mm -hmm. and um, super mm -hmm. rewarding. That was a mouthful. No, that was, no, it was perfect. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I could go, I could go dive really deep with you in a number of things, particularly the, the body mastery mechanics perspective. That's, that's been my, my area of focus for the last 12 years from the holistic perspective. And then, and then growing up as an, as an athlete and a martial artist and going through many different injuries, two knee surgeries, I've broken my nose multiple times, fingers, toes, all kinds of things. Right. Um, and so I have a, a very deep appreciation for, for that work. And, you know, I, I, I would love to go deeper into, well, there's two, there's two things coming up. I'm, I'm just kind of tracking time here too. Um, there's two things that are coming up. Um, this podcast is now all about self-mastery, which it kind of always has been, but without the particular health focus, just the holistic human optimization and what self-mastery truly means. Um, so obviously the, the physicality piece is so critically important because we can get caught up in the, the spiritual realms, which I'm kind of feeling like are actually more psycho, psycho emotional realms. Now, when I actually track my spiritual processes, I'm actually realizing that a lot of it is actually just mental processes camouflaged as like, oh, you know, some spiritual thing or some spiritual idea or whatever. It's really just being in the head a lot of times. And so needing to get back into the body and in tune with the body and getting embodied. And I suppose that's kind of where I want to go with this <laughs> before I switch into the next topic, the process of embodiment, you know, that, that is everything, especially if we're going to start 
you know, having conversations around manifestation, the law of attraction, or what I think it actually is the law of magnetism, ultimately, um, you know, it, it all or healing, just healing in general, we have to get so deeply intimate in in our body, in order to, you know, to kick on the the soul force, if you will, that actually heals the body of its own accord. So let's talk about embodiment. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> embodiment is embodied wisdom. Mm. It's like taking mm. experiential learning that we have integrated into each and every cell of our being so that we can show up in that way, in full integrity with that. And so mm. I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, mm. you know, talk about embodiment and, and you know, have this spiritual you know uh, concept but it isn't fully embodied yet and and we see that a lot <clears throat> and i think i love how you know um when we're talking about the two like you got spirituality and embodiment i think um paul check probably said it best mm -hmm. when he said you know to be spiritual person just simply means to take responsibility for what uh, you create moment to moment uh, and, yeah and not sit in church or wherever and ask god to come fix all your problems Oof. because you're living like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> right couldn't have said it better and i think that that sums up like what it is to be a spiritual person it's it's taking ownership yeah you know and when we combine that with um, embodiment it's you know what i call sovereignty and mm. sovereignty is mm. that it's this concept of sovereignty but chi as your life force energy it's being so in tune with fully embodying your unique life force energy so that there's no room for anything else anyone yeah. else's energy mm -hmm. in your mm -hmm being in your in yourselves and that way it's like your soul is fully embodied here and now in this physical form that you chose to be your vehicle on this um, in this human experience and there's something really powerful in that and those that understand sovereignty understand it's like this pillar of this home base yes it's like this wow i'm grounded rooted i feel fully charged um in my own life force energy and there's so much power to that and you know it shows up in relationships you know a lot when we're not in full sovereignty yeah. and we're giving our energy away our power away to to different people um, without even knowing it a lot mm -hmm, of times mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then taking on others energy as well and so as you develop these skills with um, subtle energy body, you can really develop a, a strong home base and some powerful um, cleansing, you know, basically like energetic hygiene yes. that's necessary to come back to this home base of sovereignty. And the advantage to that is that in that space, when you're in full integrity, there's not the same magnetism to all the, you don't fall for all the marketing of like needing the external things. The dopamine impulses. Yes, the, yeah. 
you know, the same addictions that used to like really grab a hold of you in the past, like they don't have the same magnetism and, and same charge. And so it's, it's easier to develop um, strong and powerful relationships with even substances and people that actually serve you better. And when you are out of integrity, you get that feather and it's easy to come back to home base and say, oh, okay, I'm getting this sign that I'm not fully communicating my needs or my boundaries. And, and that's been creating this anger and then mm-hmm. noticing that when we're pointing mm-hmm. at somebody else, it's like, mm-hmm. you made me mad. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, there's always these fingers pointing back to the source of that. And so mm-hmm. thank you for triggering me and showing me where I was harboring this within myself. And mm-hmm. in that, um, realizing I was angry at myself for not declaring, those yeah. values, not communicating clearly my needs. <laughs> yeah, and that, so, I mean, that right there, just people, one, two seconds, take that one in. Yeah embody that breathe it in i just want to chime in real quick and just add on like this word integrity has really been so part and parcel to my inner process lately and ultimately integrity means integration right that's ultimately what it what it actually means and so to be integrity in integrity with yourself it means to be integrated with yourself Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know, you know, a lot of people, um, when we're that speak from the spiritual sense are often like, Oh, you just have to surrender into the flow, right? Just positive <laughs> vibes only. And well, and, where's that know, flow going? <laughs> and, and, um, you know, that's fine and dandy. And then you can, you know, ride a lot of unicorns with that imagination. And yet, um, when, you are out of flow, it will show you really quickly. Mm. Like where I said I was going to do something Uh, and I haven't uh, followed through on that. mm. And now I'm out of integrity and now it's getting reflected back to me in these very uncomfortable ways. Mm -hmm. And that will often um, happen really fast. And so whether we take (laughs) that information and use that to realign back into integrity and own up and take responsibility for the areas that we were out of integrity and take complete honesty in that, then that's an opportunity to grow and learn from it as we come back into alignment or we get in the flow until we're so far out of our purpose that we need the, the brick or the Mack truck to, to knock us back into alignment. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I can say, learn from my mistakes and learn the easy way, you know, pay attention to the feather and, mm. you know, it's easier to find the Tao by not bouncing off the extremes mm-hmm. of both sides, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's way less energy to bounce back and forth between extremes um, you know, you're, you're familiar with that going from, you know, full vegan <clears throat> to, you know, full carnivore, you know, yeah. and like the extremes of that. And then there's like a beautiful middle ground space mm-hmm. that is where you can develop good relationships with food in general, like food altogether and your relationship with that so that it serves you well. And then you have all this potential of energy that's not you know, wasted in the, the drastic swings of expansion. And, you know, like you talked about our uh, spiritual teenage days and Encinitas and it's, it's fun to bounce off extremes too. You know, yeah. there's a lot of learning there and, and it takes a lot of energy. And so, yes. 
you know, if you have done that, then use that to, to hone in on the Tao, the way, you know, in, in between. And that's when you can be in flow in your zone of genius, full sovereignty, home mm-hmm. base, mm-hmm. you know, declaring full governance of your energy and your being, and then taking inspired action towards mm-hmm. sharing your unique gifts, talents, passions, skills that you get to share in this lifetime instead of taking them to the grave. Yes. And that takes courage. And a a lot of people get stuck in this chatter that keeps them from sharing those gifts. And then it turns their comfort zone Mm. into very uncomfortable zone Uh, because uh their soul knows that they're here for a very important mission, especially this time, this era that we're in the opportunity to witness all the contrast thank you for the contrast of what we don't want anymore and to begin putting more of our greatest asset our attention and focus onto what we can co-create in creating the golden age and creating a new world and bringing bringing heaven on earth and and i fully believe in world peace and think that it's possible mm-hmm. know that it's possible because it starts with inner peace mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. as i take my own medicine and anytime i feel uncomfortable or get triggered or you know i can put on the lens of curiosity and go wow this is fascinating you know this guy was able to trigger me and now i get to take this inside and take it through my process step by step to discover how it's happening for me what are the lessons and blessings? What are the golden nuggets that are revealed through it that I can then share with others to help them on their journey when I feel called? And that completes that series of the hero's journey just to begin another, right? And so uh-huh. it's when we try to resist sharing your unique gifts, sharing your music you know, skills, your medicine that you offer to the world, when we try to play small because the mind is in fear that it's not going to be received well, or we don't know how to do it, or all oh, I'm, I'm not good enough, all those, all those blocks will reveal themselves. And that's where the gold's at. That's where the lessons and the blessings are at through each part of that resistance and having the courage to continue showing up and sharing those gifts, those talents, those passions, those skills and that is the path of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. long-term fulfillment that instead of just resorting to, ah, I feel uncomfortable. Let's go to the fridge. What can I stuff it with? Uh, let's go on Netflix. What can I escape with it? You know, let's go scroll. What, what kind of dopamine can I, can I get that will, that will avoid this feeling that I don't mm-hmm. want to experience right now? So mm-hmm. that's why the inner peace process offer has been so potent because it offers a way to, oh, okay, I'm recognizing that I'm feeling something uncomfortable. Great. There's something to learn here. And now I can take it through this process and understand how the, the emotion that's showing up and where it resides in my body is these issues in my tissues are actually um, just energy that wants to be revealed and healed and released because it's no longer in harmony with my greater self. And so it'll connect me back to an experience of that emotion mm-hmm. when I was a younger kid that has a strong story attached to it and some beliefs and maybe even some generational wounding that then is revealing the source of where that's coming from. And by providing love, safety, and support to that <clears throat> part of myself yeah. and integrating that back 
that younger version of me back into my heart space where he feels safe, then it's like everything shifts. Mm. And it's like, wow, I just gained some gold through that resistance instead of avoiding it. And then I have these golden nuggets that I can share in that discovery. And I understand more about myself and I've just reached a new peak of joy and love and pleasure on the other end by having the courage to go to the depths of the heavy emotions. Yes. So there's, it's always worth it on this, this journey of self-discovery. And yet we're so patterned to just run from escape or stuff down these uncomfortable feelings when that, that which we're avoiding is actually where the golden mm-hmm. nuggets lie. Mm-hmm. So it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. I mean, again, like there's so many, so many areas that I I want to dive into and there's another near and dear topic and a topic that I think is so many people are yearning uh, to really explore and deepen into, which is the mastery of love and love within, but all, but really love with another, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I won't even go down any tangentials that I would really love to dive deeper into with you. I think you said everything absolutely perfect. Um, let me share this to open this, this conversation up. I, um, I'm pretty sure you, I'm sure you remember this. So you've seen me through a number of different relationships over mm-hmm. the years, deep dive, you know, relationships. I've been, been through it. I go all the way in and, um, and you know it's it's been quite challenging um that the, that's been the the one area for me that has been the most challenging over the years and rightfully so it's it's been the mirror it's been the ultimate confrontation with all the things that you had mentioned um so earlier this year when i cycled out of my my marriage my last major relationship and you know i was just focused on rebuilding myself i felt kind of defeated and um little lost and just trying to build myself back up. And, you know, as I got going, the, 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 that yearning kicked on again, that feeling of like, no, I actually do want to be in the right relationship. That still is a true desire. And I remember reaching out to you and I, I just asked, you know, what was it like for you? Like, was there a process for you when you got so clear that you wanted to be married and you wanted to have a family and you wanted, you wanted that. And, um, you remember that? Yep. Absolutely. So maybe you can just share the answer and we'll just unfold into there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I remember that moment, you know, as as I was getting better at coming back to my home base and sovereign chi and releasing old energetic cords that no longer served me. This is ex-girlfriends. You know, as an empath, I was taking on, even in my healing practice with others, taking on a lot of others' energy right in my second chakra, um, our creative womb, as well as our emotional um, energy center. And, And that getting clear on how to come back to energetic hygiene and sovereignty was very helpful in releasing the clouds and helping me get super clear on what my heart desired, Mm, you know, mm. like, okay, I'm spending my time with these women and dating and it's lasting usually around like six months. And then it would be like four months relationship and then two and then one and one. And so it was like this refinement and it was all 
you know, helping me get super clear on ultimately I want my queen. I want a family. I want mm. to create a new way of marriage that works mm. for us, where we get to still experience interdependence and a new level of freedom within that relationship that we get to create together. And so this became uh, super clear for me. And I remember when I first started sharing it and declaring it with my friends, you know, and there were certain friends that would look at me and they'd just known Charles the bachelor, uh-huh, you know? And uh-huh. so they looked at me with this doubt and mm-hmm. I could just see it, you know, like reflected. And, <clears throat> and I actually appreciated that because not at the time I was triggered a little bit, but I appreciated it because mm-hmm. they, that was their psychological construct of who Charles is. Right. You know, like, Oh, he's always going to be this like single bachelor and he just has so much fun and all the things. But I appreciated getting that reflection without them even saying it. I could see and feel the doubt that they had. And that actually lit the fire even more. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, these are friends that, you know, I ended up um, releasing just like a tree in the fall releases leaves in order to grow deeper roots and higher branches. Um, you know, those friends sometimes just fall out of your experience. We grow in different ways and there's nothing wrong with that. It happened organically. And so um, I really appreciate that because it helped me get even more clear on what it is that my heart desired. And then it was about being in full integrity with that. Uh, yeah. It was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. you, oh, okay. You've declared it to the universe. So now the universe is like, are you sure? Because here's a beautiful goddess bombshell at the beach. And, you know, and like, and I remember that moment too, where I declared that's what I wanted. I took time without dating to really clear my space energetically, make, um, you know, make peace with my past relationships Mm. and give Mm. them their power back, take back mine. And that was a really crucial part of my growth and clarity. And then the universe was like, well, here you go. You sure you don't want more of the same? And it was like this, you know, beautiful goddess at the beach. She was like an 11. And my every cell in my body was this biology of like, go say hi to her. So I went, said hello. She was leaving and grabbing her surfboard. We ended up talking, watching the sunset together. And then that turned into a spontaneous date for dinner and I could literally see finally my pattern uh-huh. it was I kept <clears throat> dating these beautiful like damsels in distress yeah <laughs> and it was to please my mm. ego the the egoic healer of like oh I can help them you know and and it was really amazing as she was sharing her story of like you know I just moved here from New York I got I uh, lost my job and my ex-boyfriend cheated on me and all these wounds that mm-hmm. she was sharing. And it became so clear to me. I was like, wow, like my biology and my ego wants to go right back to old pattern and be like, oh, well, I can help you. And let's see where this goes and, and continue this experience together. Mm-hmm. I have so much to share with you and I can hold you through that. And I saw it. I saw it so clearly. I was like, if I say yes to this and go back to my old patterns, then I'm stuck in it again and I'm full out of integrity with my heart's desire. And so I shared with her in that moment, I said, you know, 
she was talking about how every guy just wants to sleep with her. And, and I shared, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, you're very attractive. And yet I'm not here to try to sleep with you. Uh, in fact, this will probably be the last time we see each other because oh, wow. I really appreciated this interaction. And um, I think I'm here to show you that there are guys out there that aren't just looking for that and that they're in alignment with what, what they desire as well. And so this has been a beautiful interaction. I appreciate you sharing everything. And now we can part ways and I wish you the best. And that was hard for a lot of, like a part of me was like, no, no. And yet my higher self was like, finally Ooh, did it. I finally yeah. said no to the old yeah. pattern as it became clear. And literally <clears throat> within a week, my queen showed up. And had I continued down that pattern, Mm -hmm. same old thing, same, you know, be like hitting repeat again. And so it's just amazing that when we declare that, then we also have to embody it and be in integrity with that, which sometimes means taking space, you know, from dating altogether or from the substances that are, you're using as a coping mechanism or, you know, whatever the, wherever the resistance is at, that's where the goal lies, the things that we try to avoid. And so that was a huge part of my evolution was coming clean with that. And then realizing like, wow, looking back at all the women that I dated and trying to help them, mm. you know, at, from this egoic place was really trying to save my mom because she, wow. dealt, with, dealt, with depression. she dealt with alcoholism and she took her own life when I was 10. Mm, and so mm. that wound of abandonment was wrapped into this and I kept seeing it and as an opportunity to, oh my gosh, I can heal this woman. and It'll be like healing my mom. And it was this, wow. which kept taking me further from my actual long-term fulfillment heart's desire. And it was just so fascinating to connect all the dots and realize, you know, and then even the past relationships that I did fall in love and went all in and, Oh my God, she's the one. And this is so amazing. They ended up leaving me. Uh -huh. They ended up leaving me eventually. And then I was heartbroken later to realize that it was just my expectations that were broken that yes. ended up leading me back to my heart. And mm -hmm. in that recognizing, taking responsibility for my part in it. Oh, I was showing up in immature ways to subconsciously push them away because I had a four-year-old that remembers my mom leaving when they got divorced and felt abandoned, the abandonment wound that so many are familiar with. And until I healed that, I wasn't ready for my queen because yeah. I would keep doing that cycle of like falling <laughs> in love and then subconsciously pushing them away to repeat this story of suffering that the four-year-old had created because he created the story and the belief that love has to equal pain and that I'm not worthy of keeping love in my life. I love one. They'll always do. Mm -hmm. And so to fully heal that with this inner peace process, that's literally what catalyzed the creating this process. And it's been such powerful medicine because now, you know, I look at, my queen and my daughter and my daughter, Sophia is like my greatest inspiration. She is just straight from source, like such a little angel. And every time that I get triggered, 
I have the opportunity to take my own medicine and take it through this inner peace process, heal it from the source. And every time I release that generational wound, every time I release another layer of belief systems that no longer serve me and, and um, attachments that are no longer necessary, that's one less wound program BS belief that she needs to carry on in her life. Yes. I get to heal that every time it shows up in me. And that is super inspiring. That's been a game changer for me to just continue taking my own medicine. And, and that is in integrity. And that's my embodiment of that. And I'll continue to, because I always discover something, you know, now it's like, Ooh, uh, that guy was able to trigger me. That's fascinating. <laughs> you know, put on the lens of curiosity, take uh-huh. it through my process and realize like what I was holding on to or repressing or not fully expressing. And then I can thank that person that triggered me. Whereas before it would be like, F you dude. And like want nothing to do with them. Resist, resist, resist. When there's a part within me that I'm trying to resist, resist, resist. And it just keeps persisting until we address it until yeah. we give it the love support <clears throat> and safety that's needed. And once that's done, then you feel the same energy that creates planets flowing to you and through you. And there's no way we can contain that kind of power in one body. So it's like, mm, I uh, <laughs> who can that's I share very that? interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a game <laughs> that's, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I totally resonate with that completely. My exploration with relationships, I love how, well, relationships, I like relationships. I love that terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I won't go into detail on this, but this is really relevant and um, in, I'm deep in my own process in this right now. Just really so much healing has happened for me mm-hmm. around past relationships, particularly going deep into my ayahuasca ceremonies and it taking me deep into the portal of my sacred heart and really getting to explore um explore what's really what's really been there and the source point of things and then just reconciling with myself of past hurts wounds regrets etc etc and i'm really just getting to see the truth behind the illusion the illusion is separation the illusion is resentment the illusion is judgment they did this i did this blah 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 the 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 truth is that it's it was still all perfect and we were perfectly matching each other's stories and each other's wound patterns and there was love there too and it played out perfectly for our own evolution and this piece that you mentioned about reconciling the old in order to open up to the new and that piece and also what came through is the spaciousness right creating space um it's just like overcoming addiction right so it's the same it's exactly the same thing you have to create space in a little bit of a pattern interrupt in order to shift the energy and i also love with that said i love the the integrity piece because i'm in that right now i'm like really Mm -hmm. in that like every day just holding that just holding that steady and noticing the wobble noticing Mm -hmm. the part that little part of me that wants to well this and that and just keep holding that steady to the heart's true desire and uh, it's not always an easy task but i can say that no matter what the outcome of a situation is it's definitely worth it 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's worth sharing one of the pieces with integrity is, you know, trust, you know, every, the spiritual sense, they'll say, yeah, just surrender. But in order to fully surrender, you has to be trust. And trust is something that we can actually build within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people that are finding themselves out of integrity and getting hit by the bricks um, will notice that even those small agreements that we say, okay, I'm going to stop drinking this month or, okay, I'm going to not date this month. And when we slip on that, even if it's like, I'm not going to, you know, have sugar for this year. Right. A lot of times people make like big new year's resolutions and last like a week. Right. So every time we make those agreements with ourselves and we don't hold them in integrity, we are chipping away at our integrity, our confidence and our self-trust. That's right. And so then it's like the voice of self-doubt gets really loud. And when you go to do something big, like share your gifts write a book, go on stage. That voice of self-doubt can be crippling. It can be mm-hmm. so loud that it's like, man, I don't know. I haven't even showed up for myself in these ways. How am I going to show up for this big event? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that self-doubt gets super loud. And one way to quiet that is to get to know it. Another way is to actually build your self-trust. It's like flexing a muscle, right? It's like training. It's like, cool. So if you try to go a month without doing sugar and you lasted a week, let's set yourself up for success. How about you go one day without sugar and then assess and then create a healthy celebration for that, which instead of going for the cookie, it's like I get to a healthy celebration of like going for a bike ride after creates that feeling of freedom, that nostalgia of riding a bike when I was a kid evokes those natural feel-good hormones and pharmacy within me already that you know the um endorphins the the feel-good serotonin dopamine oxytocin Mm -hmm. just this chemical release to where when you're reinforcing that even just going a day of being in integrity keep reinforcing this internally instead of needing external celebrations it's a game changer because then you build momentum then you're flexing your self-trust muscle. And when you go to do the big things, that voice of self-doubt can be a lot quieter and you can allow that to take the back seat while your higher self drives and writes that book or shows up for that talk on stage or that event or the ways you get to share your gifts. And so a lot of people get stuck in that self-doubt, in that encapsulation and listening to that voice so much that it takes them down imposter syndrome and all these things that keep them from sharing their gifts. And then it gets super uncomfortable because it'll eat us up inside. If we don't share what we're here to share and try to take that stuff to the grave, it's a very uncomfortable life. And so instead go into the uncomfortable feelings and see where you've been out of integrity and Mm -hmm. then shift Mm -hmm. it to a smaller specific goal that you know, you can attain and then create a little bit bigger goal that you know you can attain. And then a little bit bigger. Cool. I did a day. Now I'm going to do three days without sugar. And then boom, celebrate with a healthy celebration. You're building momentum. 
and you're building self-trust. Exactly. And this is such a game changer. I, mm. This is something I work on with all my clients because as you build that self-trust, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. And that allows us mm. to really show up in that way in, in integrity. And you know, like if I say something, I'm going to show up for that. I'm a man of my word. I've proved it time and time again that's right there's evidence built this momentum and I, you know it deep down in yourself it's embodied so then you can fully show up otherwise it's like the downward spiral listening to the fear the thoughts of self-doubt and the criticisms and the perfectionist and all the things that can keep us playing small <clears throat> so so important yeah, yeah that, that you, you nailed it that that was so spot on this is this is something I've been talking to people as well as talking to myself. You got to be your own best coach, right? Your own best friend. And that that piece around self-respect and self-esteem, self-confidence, self-trust is exactly that. You said it exactly the way I explain it to people, which is, you know, especially in the addiction work, it's like if you make a claim to yourself about who you want to be, and the things that you're no longer going to do or the things that you're going to do, and you break that, you are slowly chipping away at your self-respect yeah. and your self-trust. And, and lo and behold, that's going to reveal itself in our relationships, the people that we attract or the people that we're currently with. And the mirror is going to reflect that. Um, I think the the last question, I, I want to stay with this this topic on relationships for mm -hmm. everybody listening <clears throat> and and it's perfect with what we're just talking about so with that said like if people are either they're wanting to really bring that in right they're really wanting to bring that into their life or maybe they're in something but it needs to shift it needs to evolve mm -hmm. um what do you feel is the is the true pathway to it you know is it reaching out into the mirror trying to change the reflection or is it something else and you're referring to like calling in your soulmate yeah let's go with that call it let's just go with that yeah calling in your soulmate yeah. Yeah, so I can speak from experience and from those that I've worked with that <clears throat> that piece of sovereignty of coming into full integrity with your heart's desire mm -hmm. and then taking inspired action in that direction is key and clearing the energies and making peace with the parts of your past. And this is really important. Otherwise, you're bringing that baggage into the new relationship that shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. So when by taking space from dating, getting to know yourself, practicing self-love, which is being in integrity, you know, that creating that reward system is a great way to practice self-love. And then you develop sovereignty, your home base, fully governance of every cell in your body, your life force energy embodied. Then it's like you don't need all the things as much. You don't have this, ah, I need it so bad. Why isn't it here yet? Because yeah. when we go from that place to like looking on Tinder and stuff, and then you'll just go for whatever, that's going right into codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to see the same reflections, you know, same problems arising with different people until you take the time to have your inner peace process or whatever healing journey you need to go back 
and heal those parts. Like for me, it was the abandonment wound. You know, had I not had a process in a way of reparenting that four-year-old that felt abandoned and was still running the story, it was like he was driving yep. the show. You know, he was like running the show sometimes because he wasn't feeling seen, heard, supported, loved, and safe. And as I provided that to him and integrated him back to my heart, get to show him everything we've accomplished, like up till now and get him up to the present, then that made amends with my past so that now that I've called in my queen, all of a sudden Hmm. I'm entering a relationship with full sovereignty, meaning we get to choose one another still every day. Yes, yes. Yes. We're married. And I had to work through a lot of resistance with marriage because my dad had been married and divorced three times. And I saw the ugly stories that that creates and had to, you know, unravel that and give him back his story so that I could create mine of what marriage is. And with that, I have never felt so held I've never felt so safe. Mm -hmm. I've never felt the ability to not have to have any secrets in a relationship, Mm -hmm. which is so freeing. And I've never felt and experienced a level of love in relationship like this. And so, and it just keeps getting better. We are literally like the best we've ever been because we've been through so much together and Mm -hmm. stuff comes up. It's not perfect. And we're mirrors for one another. So when things are out of harmony, it's going to be shown to us really quick. And that's one thing I admire about my queen. And she is like, she doesn't hold stuff till later. You know, it's like, no, this is how, this is what I'm feeling right now. (laughs) addressed. Great. Let's I'll hold space for that. And then if, you know, she needs to, then she'll hold space for whatever comes up for me. And then we stand in that fire together Mm. and we learn from it and we come back to unconditional love. And then we come back to love making. And then we come to Mm -hmm. sex magic that we've never even experienced before that we can channel into our visioneering in creating our North star, what it is that we are working towards, what it is that we want our life to be like two, three years from now, five years, 10 years from now. And as we visioneer that, we're literally writing our own story and we're growing together because that vision is so intertwined with one another. <laughs> and I can honestly say I've never felt so safe, so loved and, mm. and so supported in a relationship before. And that was because I gave that to all the parts within myself. Yeah. First. Okay. Quick, quick question on that. I'm super curious when you two in the early phases of getting together, and I'm, I'm, it's kind of a silly question. I think the answer is obvious, but I want to just hear it from you. Um, were there, you know, cause people might be like, oh, wow, love at first sight. It was just perfect. Like you guys knew automatically were, were there some, like some like significant hurdles that you both had to go through together? It's like some uncertainties within the process that you had to work your stuff out to along the way. Yeah. I mean, at first there was even from the first phone call, you know, we had, there was like this soul recognition. Mm-hmm. And so the first mm-hmm. phone call was amazing. She was literally like, I have an amazing community. I love the work I'm doing in the world. I love um, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not looking for another friend. Um, I'm not looking to just date. I want a king. I want 
a family and all these oh, things. Wow. This is like right off the bat in the conversation. And I was thinking like Charles 1.0, like a decade ago would have been like, okay, peace. Thanks. And like been afraid of that. But mm-hmm. because of all the work I'd done and owned in integrity that that's where I was at in my heart, that's what I ultimately wanted. It was so refreshing to hear those words. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, I appreciate the courage of just sharing that right off the bat. Let's get that out of the way and just play our cards. And so one yeah. thing I noticed is that the old like dating rules and the, oh, don't call her the first day after and the, you know, don't express your love and this, all that crap just goes out the window. Those, none of those rules apply when you know the soul connection and yeah. you just have this deep resonance. And so it was like, these conversations were like, we were just catching up on, you know, all the healing, all the experiences we've had in this life, um, like past life recognition of one another. And then, so by the time, you know, I had her fly in San Diego at the time, I went to pick her up and we met eyes and there were no words needed. Like I just, uh-huh. went, we just started uh-huh. making out yeah. and it was electric. <laughs> it was just this like baba boom. And, mm. and so that, kept building you know that was like the that was the ultimate experience you know it was like words could just mess things up at this point like it was new new constellations being formed and and um and so um you know there wasn't a lot in the beginning of the it was the long a little bit of long distance relationship because i was in san diego at the time encinitas and she was in um the bay and but that actually made it fun mm-hmm. and it like mm-hmm. it actually worked to our favor because we we're yeah. still we're doing our own things it wasn't like oh we're together 24 7 all of a sudden yeah. no it was like dude, i'd fly her out maybe twice a week you know and then southwest we could just extend the flights and so it was really fun uh, i really enjoyed that phase and it was um there wasn't a ton of friction there wasn't a lot of um resistance then um but that that stuff comes up you know, Mm -hmm. throughout relationships. And that's why I call it relationship because we get to form it and create it in the way that we want that serves um, both of us in the highest. Mm -hmm. So, okay. That's, that answers your question. 100%. And we're reaching the, the close time, but what I just to complete that thought what I'm getting from that as the principles to a, a very healthy and successful relationship is fluidity, patience, flexibility, adaptability, and obviously compatibility. But what I'm sensing from what you're sharing is the willingness of both people to work together. Yep. Absolutely. And there's a difference when there's two sovereign individuals choosing one another because Mm -hmm. you enhance each other's lives not needing one another and we still check in with that Mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah i'll look at you know if i was if we ended up getting divorced and we went our separate ways and we grew in different ways like we talk about these things you know it's just like taking a look at at death you know it's inevitable and so why not take a deep look at it so yes. that you can really fully live your life. And yep. that lets us fully remember that, oh yeah, I'm fully choosing you every moment, mm-hmm. every day, because I look down the path of, 
yeah, doing it myself again. And, and I would be fine. Like, yeah, it'd be, you know, challenging for a while and, and I would be fine and she would be fine if we went our separate ways. But when I look down that, it doesn't feel nearly as good as it does to be here right now choosing one another. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference in that because I've been in codependent relationships before and there's a totally different essence to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing all that. So we're at the close time here. So incredible conversation. Appreciate you so much, brother. And is there any last words you want to share with people and also share where they can find you? Absolutely. You know, um, this is our work. Um, both Brendan and I help others find the love of their life by coming back to sovereignty with energetic hygiene. I also teach the inner peace process and how to do self-healing practices so that you can show up in full integrity, share your greatest gifts, talents, and passions. And yes, it's inner work, but it's always worth it. Mm. And when you have these tools, um, it makes it so much more ease and grace through the pathway to finding the lessons and the blessings. So for anyone out there that is in a place where you feel stuck, where you feel like you're suffering, where you know, you're know you still dealing with anxiety or depression, have the courage to reach out and ask for help. And even if it's not with me or Ronnie, or just know that there are resources out there for you. You don't have to go it alone. I've tried that for so long and it's like the slow evolution route you know, you're familiar going back to the man's caves anytime our stuff comes up. So instead I recommend choosing the easy path, have the courage to ask for help and um, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, I love connecting on Instagram, charlesclay.coach. You can find me on Facebook as well. I'm happy to connect, shoot me a DM and, and we'll chat. And if it feels aligned, then um, I offer a free consultation to see if and how I can help you. And even if I can't have tons of resources to make sure that we send you in the right direction. So we're all in this together. Um, and this healing journey is epic. I see so many people are like, I've done so much inner work. I've done so much healing. And yet the same patterns keep showing up in their experience and they're still dealing with the same thing. So there's still some layers to heal there. And, um, And what happens on the other side of that is new levels Mm. of liberation, Mm. freedom, love, expansion, pleasure, sex, magic, all the beautiful things (laughs) that make it all worth it. The things that make life. Yes. Amazing. Super juicy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm voting for that one. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, thanks so much, brother. Love you. Appreciate you so much. And uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Likewise. Yeah. Always a pleasure, brother. Such an honor. Sending you lots of love. Thanks everyone. Be well, happy to connect.